This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I am your host, Gianna, as always. And today we have the opportunity of talking to Jeffrey. Jeff, do you prefer Jeff or Jeffrey? I answer to it all. Perfect. I've called. I've been called much worse things, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, Jeff, um, you know, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, your history, how you grew up to be a real estate agent? Sure. Um, okay. Well, I grew up as a uh, uh, in a real estate agent family, if you will. Um, so. Uh, my parents were real estate agents. I'm a real estate agent and residential. My brother's industrial real estate. So those two uh, apples didn't far too fall, fall, fall too far from the tree, if you will. Um, so we grew up in Delaware and I actually uh, went to school up here in, in Boston where I am now. Um, but in my uh, in between freshman and sophomore year, my father actually passed away. So I um, stayed home. My dad did all the behind the scenes, the marketing, all that good stuff. Uh, I stayed home for a semester, basically learned everything he did, managed the real estate company. Um, my mom, she knew how to uh, basically get on the Internet in order to look at houses on the MLS. That was it back in 2002. So um, so I did everything else for you know three, four years while I was in college. Um, and then I uh, stopped. I went to Wall Street, traded subprime mortgages for a bunch of years and um I traded subprime mortgages, so we all know how that went in 2008. Um, and then moved back up to Boston for a girl, married a different one, and uh, yeah, started real estate up here. So um, that's always my first question when people are like, "Yeah, I moved to chase them to a different state." I was like, "Did you marry him?" And they're like, "No." Nah, I found a better like, one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I found a better one. I love that job. Um, so tell me about your transition to EXP. How was it introduced to you? How'd you break up with your broker, your last job? And uh, why'd you come over? Sure. So um, my mom, she was Remax uh, mm -hmm. through and through. I think she joined Remax in like 95, 96. Uh, she was at White Group before that. Um, and so Remax was really all I knew. Um, so when I, well, oopsie, sorry. Uh, when I came up here, that was my alarm to jump on this. Uh, so when I came up here, um, I just immediately went to Remax. Um, in my opinion, uh, at the time, uh, they were definitely the best uh, real estate company out there. I still think that, you know, I put them in number two now um, to the point where I actually owned a Remax franchise. Um, so I saw everything from there behind the scenes. Um, and then um, I sold the Remax franchise because there's no money in, in owning uh, a Remax franchise. Um, like zero money. <laughs> franchise um so i sold that franchise and uh i went and worked with uh, another broker uh, i loved him he was a great guy honestly because of my relationship um with jim i stuck around for probably a year longer than i than i really would have or should have um let me put it this way it cost me a lot of money from a exp icon stock aspect of it 
um, sticking around for a little bit longer. So I was like agent 10,000 somewhere in there. Um, so I had been introduced to it, uh, pretty early. Um, the guy who, uh, what is he two or Jeff Willems? He's, I think he's three above me. Uh, I remember us being at a real small mastermind and, and we had a rule where Jeff was not allowed to talk about EXP. Um, you know, you fast forward to where we are today in that same room, I'd probably say three quarters of those heavy hitting agents are all at least with EXP, mm-hmm. um, which is <laughs> Jeff was right. <laughs> um, and um, so I was uh, I was at Remax and I was I was on track to pay Remax over one hundred thousand dollars that year just from um, the five percent royalties. Um, I actually didn't even pay any desk fees. Um, it was just that five percent royalty for me and then ten percent for a buyer agent. It was just it was a really good year. Um, so it was in the middle of the month or middle of the year. And, and I was on track, like I said, for a hundred grand. And, you know, it's it, that's a lot of money. So uh, I was either going to go independent or um, I took another look at the EXP model all over again. Um, and in doing that, what, what's funny is, is, is I had been pitched EXP a million times, right? Um, so many times, up, down, left, and right. Everybody always comes at you with the same exact um, stock, 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 mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And look, it's great. I mean, you know, I've made a lot of money in, in the stock. Um, but it wasn't until a guy who was joining... Um, you know, he, is a, he had a really big company and I uh, was down there and he was independent beforehand. And his, his name was also Jeff. And it was January and then in like March, he announced he was joining with EXP. And I called him up. I'm like, what's going on? Like, you seem great. And um, so he started talking and then, you know, kind of benefits of EXP. And I'm like, I've heard this crap all over again. Um, and then in, in passing, he had mentioned that um, the revenue share, my wife could actually inherit the revenue share. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned that my father passed away uh, and I was 19 years old when he passed away. So, you know, to me, that's always something in my head. Yes. Um, and uh, being that my family could, could inherit my revenue share uh, if something was to happen to me, you know, early, uh, like it did my father. Um, I literally stopped him. I said, hey, can you say that again? Wait, what is this? And he explained it to me. I said, send me the paperwork. I mean, that's all it took for me. And um, which is a big lesson in regards to value propositions that they're different for, for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he sent me the paperwork. I signed up right then and there. I had a lot of stuff in the pipeline, so, um, I didn't transition out until Ju- June, July. Um, but I've, I've been, I've hit my five year, I think my five year anniversary at EXP now. So okay. that was awesome. longer than you probably anticipated me going on for, but that's the story. No, that's great. And, you know, of course, everybody at first was like, boo, EXP, like they're not legit. And now, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people are coming over that success leaves, leaves clues. And so, Jeffrey, you know, now that you're over here, you're enjoying it. You really like EXP. You've been here for five years. You've gotten to reap the benefits of, uh, you know, collaboration, stock options, rev share. So what's your favorite part about EXP? Why, why do you stay here? Well, I mentioned momentarily or early, a little bit earlier that uh, I was either going to go independent and then I started looking at the EXP model. It was one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a really calculating finance, like finance, I'm a numbers guy. Like, I mean, if you know, it, I'll break out the spreadsheets and do X, Y, and Z, right? Um, for me to run what I consider a really large business, I know there's some that are bigger than mine. 
Um, for me to run it, it's 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 all in cost of twenty two to twenty three thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And if I now don't get me wrong, I pay rent for my office and sure. things of that nature, which I was going to need to go out and get anyway because I I had outgrown that office space uh, for my Remax. I was going to need to get team space anyway. Um, but when I started factoring, I'm like, okay, twenty three grand. If I'd gone independent, in order for me just to have a bookkeeper, it would have cost me fifty sixty. Just, just you know, in order to run the escrow and the checks and all that good stuff, right? And plus all the headaches from, you know, insurance to, I mean, you name it. Um, so I quickly realized that it was a lot less expensive for me to go into, uh, to for me to go to EXP than it would be independent. Um, and then as the company's gotten better and bigger, bigger and better, I should say, you know, they're offering more value. Like, I absolutely love the transaction coordination, right? I mean, it's $250 per transaction. Um, you know, versus that was a salary position that was like 50 or 60 grand beforehand, yeah. just paying 250 a transaction. So, um, you know, they continue to get better and the, the value propositions continue to get better and better. I mean, the stock's great. Um, you know, the 5% of every sale, I mean, that's like a built in IRA, if you will. Um, you know, so there's a, it is, you know, like I said, Remax at the time was the best company when I started without a doubt, you know, I'm, you know, I, whether I drank the Kool-Aid or not. Um, <laughs> EXP is now without any doubt in my mind, um, the best company out there in regards to the value proposition that they add to agents. Uh, they take out that whole franchise level model. So us agents, you know, if you're, if you're at a Remax or if you're at a Keller Williams, right? Like you're paying commissions, you have to pay a whole middle management franchise level, right? They need to make something for their risk. And then by the way, there's also the, the top line, right? The actual owners of the whole entire, you know, the Remax or Keller Williams corporate, you also have to pay them as well. So for us agents, we at EXP, we 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 got rid of that middle line, and we just our, our cost of doing business is less because we're just, you know, we're we're one level below. We're we're like our own each franchise, if you if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And um, so Jeff, you know, moving away from real estate for just a second. Tell me about you. Tell me about your work-life balance. Tell me about, um, you know, how you recharge and draw boundaries and make sure that in an industry that can swallow you whole, you still take care of yourself and your family. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) do I, um, (laughs) uh, balance. Interesting. Um, you know, like today, for example, um, well, just right before this call, I, I had the luxury of being chewed out for a seller inappropriately, but okay, you know, us agents are, are punching bags. Um, but as I was getting chewed out, I was coming home from from being on the boat where I pulled, uh, we, we have a bunch of lobster traps in the water with, with my two girls and my wife, right? So, um, you know, for me, I... Um, my work-life balance, you know, I, I love being out on the water. So it's being out on our boat, whether it's fishing or just enjoying the, uh, the beach, the sandbar, things of that nature. So. Sure. And that's, that's awesome. Great way to recharge, hanging out with the fam. And uh, Jeff, let's talk a little bit about, you know, with this work-life balance and with um, running such a big, you know, operation and being a leader and everything else that comes with your job position as a dad, a father, a husband, all encompassed, right? Of course, you've had to take tasks off your plate. So you've had to, you know, make hires, give assistance, delegate jobs. Um, so what what have you taken off your plate that you've seen a lot of success with? And do you use virtual assistants? Do you hire college interns? Who do you bring on your team to be able to leverage that out in order to scale up your business? 
So I'm a lot different than a lot of people. Um, so I, I should say that I had a team originally, uh, not originally at one point, um, I had 25 people on my team, um, the January before COVID, uh, 25 people on my team and I'd never been less profitable. Um, so the January before COVID, I fired my team leader, fired 20 some odd agents and was like, All right, I'm going to scale down in order to, to grow big. And then also put myself back, um, heavy in production. Um, and uh, then COVID hit in February. So I was like, okay, I'm, um, well, I'm not going to add any additional, um, you know, liabilities on the balance sheet. I'm not going to hire anybody else. We're going we're to see how this one goes through and, and how we all do. Um, who would have thought that the market would have just taken off like it did. But then again, I'm heavy buy side. So uh, the market taking off like it did wasn't exactly great that was the that was the most challenging market i've been in since 2000 wow. you know since 2008 yeah. ultimately um which is interesting because everybody thinks us agents were killing it and it's <laughs> um so so from a leverage standpoint as i kind of like chugged along i figured out how to get it done and then i mentioned exp they uh my biggest pain point was transaction coordination piece and then all of a sudden they rolled out as i was getting ready to hire a new transaction coordinator um which, you know, I was still nervous about putting an extra fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year in liabilities on the on the balance sheet. And um then they rolled out the the transaction coordination piece and it's two hundred and fifty dollars a transaction. It's always the same transaction coordinator, which I was worried about. Um, I was like, you know, I'm gonna test this out. And I've been doing it um I think close to a year now. And wow. it's been it's been fabulous. So I, I I kind of pride myself on I, I'm I run very thin. Um, my, my, I think my margins are probably some of the higher ones in in in, in the industry because um, I don't have much much quote unquote support for the amount of business that I do. It's really at this point just Emily who's my tra- who I pay her on a per per basis. I manage all the internet stuff. I love the marketing like that's my favorite stuff to do. Awesome. Um, I use by referral only for. Uh, keeping in touch with my sphere of influence. So that's just completely Great. mindless. Um, so I really, you know, systematically use systems in order mm-hmm. to, to really leverage myself, you know, using Zapier um, with all the different zaps in order to do it. I mean, if, if there's a system or if there's a way, uh, oh, I do actually I take it back. I have an inside sales associate. <laughs> I think that's like the most important thing you can do. Um, I have an inside in-house inside sales associate. Um, but other than that, um, that's it. That's it for, for my team structure which most people would say is absolutely nuts, but I like the high margins. Yes, absolutely, Jeff. Uh, makes makes sense to me. You got to find what works for you. And so let's talk production then, right? So what does that average housing price look like for you in your market? And how many homes do you have to sell to be able to cap? Um, my average sale point this year is probably around 600,000 bucks. So I just started my cap right now. Uh, I was August 1st, right? And I had one closing and that was a good one. It was like 1.15, which was five grand over close to 6,000 towards the cap. Mm -hmm. So I need a total of 3 million. So what is that? Uh, Two, four, six homes essentially, but I'll be pretty much capped out uh, by the end of this month. So, um, which is great. Like, you know, when, when the cap's going out, you're like, how do other agents at conventional companies do this for mm-hmm. every single transaction? And then, like I said, I'll be done with my cap by September. And it's like, oh, there we go again. Yep, there it is. <laughs> That's awesome, so, Yeah. So, um, 
you know, it's it's but it's probably about six or seven houses, probably on average okay. in our market. Okay, great. And then, um, you know, beyond just production and selling homes, you've got to uh, have that cultural commitment, right, to get that full cap back in stock. So are you a teacher, a mentor? Do you vet other icons? Do you do a cultural commitment and why? So I do the cultural commitment. Um, I always, uh, they changed it up this year, but I managed to sneak in into the the last uh, mm-hmm. way of doing it, which is the I conversations. That's always how I've done it in the past. And I like those. Um, I like kind of getting on stage, talking about what I'm doing, my successes. I'm a pretty open book that way. Um, so I don't know if I like this new way, but I understand why they're having to do it this new way because there's a lot more icons than there used to be when yeah absolutely i started on board five years ago so yeah two percent you know top two percent of the company is doesn't seem like a lot right but then when your company is almost at eighty four thousand people two percent gets a little bit larger yeah Um, so then jeff you know there's a lot of benefits with being an icon agent right so you get that um the stock options opportunity to go to expcon shareholders that big glass shiny trophy so what is your favorite thing about being an icon and why do you strive for it every year um, well, strive for it. I mean, I think it kind of naturally just happens. Yeah, um, um, but I mean, it's a stock. I mean, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm a financial guy. I'm a dollar and cents guy. I graduated from a, you know, one of the top business schools in the country. Like business has just been everything to me. Numbers. It's just everything to me. Um, so to me, it's just a building retirement savings. Um, you know, it, it, it it's great when the, you know, I've been getting a lot of stock recently and at the 10, $12 a share, which, you know, it's been going up and up and up recently, which has been fantastic to watch. Um, and, you know, the icon shares that I got at $5 a share, those, those are really beautiful. <laughs> um, you know, but the ones that I were granted at $70 a share is, and they're not, they're not looking too good. Um, so over time they, they cost base, they cost average. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's something that just, starts accumulating i look at it that um it's not something i got at remax right um or if any other company that i was at with the exception of real um it's not something i'd ever get and so it's you know it's just a little extra in order it's it's a little extra to put a little bit more distance between you know my family and the wall if if, if things go bad right so um that, that's 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 why I like it. I mean, it's just it, like I said, it's just mindless. It happens. It's great. So, yes, it's yes. Fun to watch love, that. love that take at that, Jeff. And, you know, in stock options, again, there's so many opportunities for different streams of income here. You know, whether having a team, rev share, stock options and, of course, that commission. And so, Jeff, um, the next question is going to be for somebody that comes up to you and they're like, hey, Jeff, you know, I see this icon award. It's why I came over to EXP. You know, I'm a rookie or I'm new to EXP. Is it possible for me to icon in my first year? You know, what are some major mistakes for them to avoid? And I guess daily goals to set out if that's even an accomplishable goal. Um, I think I think you can accomplish it. Um, you know, 87% of all agents will be out of the business within uh, newly licensed agents will be out of the business within two years. It's a tough industry. Um, but if you're willing to work really hard, um, you know, it's, I, I see it constantly over and over again. Yeah, I'm willing to work hard. And then people get caught up in the freedom and, and the freedom hangs them. I mean, it, it's you, you get to hang yourself, right? If, if, if you um, 
if, if you're going into real estate because you want a flexible schedule, guess what? I mean, like, so if, if, if I was inter- interviewing you, Gianna, and you said, well, I'm going into real estate because I want a flexible schedule, I would never hire you on the team. <laughs> yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, you're okay. You're done. You're never going to make it. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah. You know, good I had two people. That. Yeah, I just I had just had two people that replied or responded, um, you know, uh, applied to our team and um, and they're doing they're answering the questionnaire that we we asked them to, to answer beforehand. And uh, how many hours do you want to work a week? They said 40 to 50. Um, OK, you can do that. But most likely, especially in the beginning, um, and if you're wanting to hit Icon as a brand new agent, you're not working 40 to 50 hours, double that a week. Right. And there is no stop. It's all grind. Because the first year, you know, you talk to somebody on your first day, great. They're not going to buy a house, by the way. Um, but they might be six months out. Okay. Now, day two comes along, you manage to talk to another person. Well, they're mm-hmm. still probably not buying a house right now, right? Those, those brand new low-hanging fruit leads hard to come by. <laughs> and I got a 30,000 person database that constantly, quote unquote, feeds me stuff. But I, I sold a house to one guy that's been in the database earlier this year, four years. And I just sold one, uh, just went under contract with another guy last week. The guy's been in my database for five years. Um, this isn't an overnight business. Like, and so it's, it's just, it's, it's the snowball rolling down the hill effect. You need to talk to people every single day. There is no stop. Right. And, and so maybe your method is door knocking. Maybe right. your method is for sale by owners and expires, which, by the way, everybody else is doing. I recommend if you're going to do something, don't do what everybody else is doing. Right. Um, maybe have a good little budget. Right. Maybe you can um, acquire leads in a different way. For me, when I started, which this one isn't out there, I used Craigslist. It used to be free in order to post listings. And, you know, I'd get leads that way. And that's how I started building up my database. But today you know, the machine, you know, I'm just constantly making sure 500 to a thousand new leads are coming into my database every single month in order to, to keep doing it. So it's the same, it's the same formula, whether you're a brand new agent or not, it's just yeah. the difference is, is that now I'm doing it on a lot bigger of a scale. Um, but it's, it's all about contacts. That's why I hired an inside sales associate, right? Like it's just, they need to be on the phone every single day, building up that pipeline. Right. Absolutely. And um, Jeff, you know, just just keeping that that lead and your your sphere of influence. And um, I like what you said, don't do what everybody else is doing. You're going to have to find your own way, your own brand. And that's how you're going to find success and hold yourself accountable. Right. Uh, it's going to be hard to get out of bed when you have quote nothing to do, but there's always something to do or a new relationship always or a new conversation to have. So, you know, um, I mean, when I have quote unquote nothing to do at eight o'clock at night, eight thirty, and, and I enjoy this stuff, but um, and I am lucky in that, that I do enjoy the marketing side of it. Um, but when I'm got quote unquote, nothing to do, I'm either, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm building out, um, web pages, right? Like additional web pages that are tabbed, you know, on different communities for SEO. I am writing out scripts for, you know, videos I'm going to shoot, right? Like there's always something for you to do, um, and it's 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 the micro fact, right? I mean, just this little piece here. Well, you know, if I'm building out a page, it's not going to rank tomorrow, but maybe that page is going to rank six six months from now, right? Maybe that video I'm doing a script on right now is going to get me leads two, three, five months from now. But here's the thing: all both those things that I just mentioned, they're what we call evergreen. You do it once, you're done, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, you you got to find what works for you. You got to stay committed. 
it isn't a do it for one week or two weeks and, oh, my gosh, I didn't get anything and now I got to change course. Um, you know, I, I've been at YouTube for over a year mm-hmm. and I still haven't gotten I still don't have a closed sale from it, but I'm, yeah. I'm staying committed to the course because I know it will work. Yeah, um, that consistency is key. Yeah, so. And Jeff, um, obviously you were skeptical about eXp when it was first introduced to you. So tell me a little more about that thought process. You know, um, did you think it was a pyramid scheme or did you think it was just one of those small brokerages that was eventually going to like fizzle out? Um, what, what, I guess, how did you overcome those thoughts when they were first? Yeah, so, um, well, I was lucky. So Massachusetts, so uh, the CEO of the company, um, he actually lives in Massachusetts. So he lives in a town Newberry, called Newburyport. Um, at the time, the company was a lot smaller. So um, like a lot smaller. And EXP didn't have a, a, a big, you know, foothold in Massachusetts, which when you're the CEO of a company, you want to start seeing more EXP signs, right? Um so I was really lucky. I, I had the opportunity. Um, my, uh, the, the second up guy that, you know, in my line, um, he orchestrated a, uh, a sit down. And, and so I drove up to Newburyport, sat down with him and the broker and um, we chatted and just about the company model. And, and one of the things I said to him, I was like, okay, well, I don't see how you guys make it in a downturn. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't see how you guys make it in a downturn. Because we're exactly primed like for a downturn. Mm-hmm. It's a downturn when actually our business model will shine. And I sat there for a moment, kind of like thinking about it. And I'm like, it's kind of right. Like, I mean, there's no overhead mm-hmm. in this company. And then... So that was my biggest fear. It was like, okay, because I didn't need Remax for support. I, you know, from a marketing standpoint, up here especially, nobody hires a Remax. Remax doesn't have any market share here, so you're not leaving a brand up here. Um, so none of that worried or concerned me. Um, the only thing I had was was the relationship with my old broker, who I still talk to. To you know, I was texting with him two or three days ago. Um, so I was definitely worried about losing the friends that I had. You know, at my old place. Um, and then, um, yeah, but when, when I kind of thought, thought about, you know, the, the, the actual model and, and started thinking about it a little bit more in the perspective of, okay, this is the success they're having now. Okay, I'm worried. I was worried about the downturn. What would it, our company look like in a downturn? And then I really thought about it and I was like, yeah, this is a virtual company. It's a lot easier to, to, to lay off a person than it is to shed office space and right. things of that nature. Um, we don't have any, we have 500 square feet of office space in Bellevue, Washington or wherever the heck it is. Um, that's the whole entire real estate footprint for our company. Um, and that was my, my biggest worry. And sure enough, COVID hit, by the way, you know, obviously it wasn't a downturn in real estate, but there was a lot of nervousness there when COVID hit, all these other companies were, you know, scrambling. EXP, if you were an EXP agent, you literally did not skip a beat because everything was virtual from cutting our escrow checks to back office. Like all of that stuff was virtual. Like, I mean, and it just, it, it showed that how right they were in regards to where the business model was. And it just, I needed to sit down with the CEO of the company in order to, to come to that conclusion. 
Absolutely, Jeff. And, and, you know, for somebody that is out there and they see that, you know, other skeptics have jumped over to EXP and they're very successful over here, but they're nervous to break up with their broker. They're nervous because it's a pyramid scheme. It's a cult. Uh, don't drink the Kool-Aid, right? So what would you have to say to them coming from somebody that also had that mindset uh, to kind of put them at ease in making the switch and encourage them to make it over here? Um, yeah. So first off, you can come to this company. I came to the company and I, I will say right now, it wasn't the right decision. I was like, I just want to sell real estate. I'm not going to get caught up in the pyramid or anything like that. I'm looking to sell real estate for the lowest cost than mm -hmm. anywhere else, including going independent. Um, I screwed up there. I probably should have been, you know, um, I should have been recruiting. I just, the culture of like picking up and calling people and doing that. And just, it seems so sleazy to me. And, and I still think it is. Um, I think there's ways that you can attract people to the company and, you know, you, you, you talk to them when, when, when people ask, you know, so all people say, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about going to EXP. Can we chat? Sure. Great. Let's talk. Right. Um, I, I think that's the right way to do it. And I think it's a lot easier now because it has, a, it is a proven formula and, and, you know, I mean, we're the third largest real estate company in the country right now. So, um, and we'll be number one pretty soon. I, I pretty confident on that. Fast is growing at least for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's proof in the pudding now. So it's a lot easier of a conversation. I think it is, but, but then there's that relationship aspect and, and there's the aspect where everybody's scared of, you know, they're always scared of change. Um, and, and it is nerve wracking. I, I, I still remember my, my, my mom calling, um, again, she's been remaxed all over a lot, you know, for pretty much at this point, you know, 30 years, right. <laughs> Um, you know, she's on the tail end of her career. Um, but she called and she was like, Jeffrey, I think you're making a huge mistake by making the switch over to EXP. Now I'd already signed everything. I'd already joined. I'd already left Remax okay. officially, you know, not what you want to hear, but it was, it was the mother just chiming in. And, um, you know, I, I remember when the stock took off that one time and, you know, my wife and I are sitting on you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in stock, just being like, yeah, it was a pretty bad mistake we made. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's tough. Like it, it just, the, the unknowing, the being scared, you know, just be, it, it's completely natural and it's, it's, it's change. It's, it's, it's learning. Um, but I will say that I truly do believe there isn't a company out there that offers more than EXP. I think one of the reasons why we do offer more is because, um, when I owned my Remax franchise, I had to do the recruiting. I had to spend a lot of money on recruiting, right? And a lot of time on recruiting. And then not only that, the, uh, the, the higher level, the, the New England region, right? They were spending a lot of time on teaching me how to recruit, right? Um, and spending money on that. Um, when you look at the EXP model, they just take that whole part of the recruiting and they don't have to do anything on it because mm -hmm. us agents are doing it for them. Um, and I just, I think that, you know, if, if you want to sell real estate, then come be just like me, right? Just sell yeah. real estate for the lowest cost per operation than you can anywhere else for a major company that is. Um, and, and enjoy the resources and they're, they only get better and better. Like the, the company truly only gets better and better. So and I, I have a, I have a video on YouTube too, that, you know, the things I don't like about EXP and, and in the end, you know, I, I go through and I list all the stuff that I don't like about this company because there is no perfect company out there, but right. in the end I say, is it worth it? Um, and my analogy is, is all this stuff that I just listed off. It's, it's, it's like a paper cut on an elephant. Mm -hmm. 
It's just in the end, the the benefits are so large and so big that all the little annoyances of workplace and you know whatever it might be that it's just it's it, it, it's a great company. So. Right. Absolutely. And I, I love what you said there. You know, it's it's a paper cut on an elephant. There's there's so much going on. It's going to continue to grow. If you guys have questions, I encourage you to go straight to the source, whether that's asking Jeff or another agent that you feel like you align with. Uh, talk to them about their upline, their sponsors and who you're going to have access to. There's so much in the EXP world all online. Like you said, Jeff, uh, we don't even have a like we have like a 500 square foot office space, right? Because I, mean, I think it's they're required to have some type of footprint in order to be a public company. So they lease 500 crazy. square feet. I think it's Bellevue, Washington. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's crazy. That's literally it for, you know, a $3 billion company. Right. Um, which is, and, and by the way, that's why we're profitable, right? Like you go and look at Rheology. I mean, you go look at Compass. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I truly don't believe Compass is going to make it through this. I don't see yeah. how they do because they're not going to continue to get any more institutional money right in a downturn. So acquisition target right there. But, you know, you go and look at those, the, the traditional models, um, you know, we're in the beginning of a slowdown here. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they, they, they cope with it. They're already Redfin. They're already laying off people. EXP hasn't laid off anybody yet. I'm sure they might in order to shrink the business share, but they just increased their dividend. <laughs> so um, I, I think, you know, while other companies are bleeding red and, and amassing huge amounts of debt, um, <laughs> shrinking their workforce, here's EXP with zero debt as a company and increasing their dividends, right? Giving more money to their shareholders, us agents, while we're going into a downturn. And, and I think that that from a, a standpoint of when I sat down with, with Jason um, and talking about, you know, the business model and, I think that that's, I think that's proof in the pudding where they feel so confident that they bought $50 million in stock last quarter and they're increasing dividend. I mean, I think that says a lot. So. Absolutely. That's awesome, Jeff. I think that this episode has been super insightful. Um, I love that you've been transparent about, you know, things that you like, things that you don't like. You were skeptical at first, but now you're here. You've been here for five years. You're in the top percent yep. of the company and it's just going to continue to grow. So if you guys have questions, reach out to Jeff, um, you know, take it straight to the source. He's going to tell you what he doesn't like about the place. Go check out his YouTube video and then, you know, continue to dive in, see what this place has to offer you. And Jeff, are you going to be at EXPCon in Vegas? I probably won't be at that one. No, it's a, it's a busy fall with weddings and bachelor parties and enjoy. Oh yeah. Totally get it. Well, I'm sure we'll catch you around at some conference mastermind somewhere. Cause tis, tis how the industry works. And uh, Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. We'll talk. We to you thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. 
Spear Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistance. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. 